the Public News Service Daily Newscast for January 20th, 2023. I'm Mary Sherman. The Treasury Department says it's taking extraordinary measures to avoid default as the U.S. hit its debt limit Thursday. Those include freezing contributions and investment redemptions for government workers' benefits and providing the government more flexibility in covering operational expenses until about June. President Biden is pushing for an increase in the debt limit to meet existing financial commitments, while Republican leaders are calling for negotiations that could lead to spending cuts. Budget matters are top of mind for lawmakers across the nation as state legislative sessions kick into gear. Alex Gonzalez has more from New Mexico, where the two-year session starts February 6. Despite the governor's seat having flipped, now occupied by Republican Joe Lombardo, the state assemblies hold Democratic majorities, meaning it'll take negotiations and concessions to determine the state budget. Will Pregman with the group Battleborn Progress predicts top-of-mind issues will be housing, reducing the cost of living, protecting voting rights, and education. He says progressive groups like his want to make sure public schools are put first, rather than state education funds going to voucher programs for private and religious schools. That's going to be a priority for the governor himself. Folks who are involved in activism around public education sharply disagree with that and I think are going to be really looking to Democratic leadership to hold the line on that issue. Pregman says climate change, preserving labor unions, and protecting abortion access in Nevada may be other hot-button issues. I'm Alex Gonzalez reporting. After eight months of investigation, the Supreme Court was unable to find the person behind the leak of a draft majority opinion in a case overturning abortion rights. Nearly 100 employees swore under oath that they did not release the draft. The investigation also found it was unlikely that the court's IT systems were improperly accessed from someone outside the court. Now the House Judiciary Committee reportedly intends to investigate the leak on its own. We go to Washington State now, where lawmakers have introduced a bill that would address some workers' concerns about the thoroughness of medical exams performed in workers' compensation cases. House Bill 1068 would allow workers to record examinations of their injuries, which are known as independent medical exams or compelled exams. Joe Kendo is with the Washington State Labor Council, which is made up of about 600 local unions representing more than 500,000 workers. He says this bill would create the same standards for workers' compensation as other insurance cases. By allowing recordings, by allowing somebody who's not the worker's attorney to attend the examination, we'll get a much clearer record and we'll ensure that the docs who are doing the compelled examination are doing a thorough exam. Carolyn Logue with the Washington IME Coalition expressed concerns on behalf of some medical providers. She says it would lead to fewer doctors who are willing to do the exams, which could slow down the process. That was Eric Tagadoff reporting. This is Public News Service. Minnesota has surpassed the goals it had set for renewable energy standards. But as the climate crisis grows larger, there's a push to adopt new goals supporters say will benefit the state in multiple ways. The start of the legislative session saw Democratic leaders and clean energy advocates revive calls for Minnesota to approve a plan for 100 percent carbon-free electricity by 2040. Michael Noble of the group Fresh Energy says given the strides the state has already made in transitioning to sources like wind and solar, meeting the revised goals should be achievable. Zero carbon electricity sources are universally available and low cost, and our three largest utilities have already committed to get all the carbon out of the electric supply. Companies like XL Energy have carbon-free goals by 2050, but some on the utility side express concern about reaching a higher standard while trying to balance energy demands and costs. I'm Mike Moen. 
The U.S. teacher shortage has caused class sizes to increase. And in a 2022 Gallup poll, 44% of K-12 teachers said burnt out is how they feel. Kate Diaz with the Connecticut Education Association says solutions are possible at state and federal levels to ensure teachers are in an optimal working environment. But she thinks addressing the burnout problem begins within a school district. At the local level, each district has to look at how are we allocating our time and our resources to give teachers relief where we can. Are we making sure to reduce duty responsibilities, take away any unnecessary burdens? Diaz also says educators don't make enough money. Three quarters of those surveyed said they want the state to provide more funding to cities and towns to support teacher salaries. Now to Florida, where Governor Ron DeSantis' administration has rejected plans to expand an advanced placement African-American studies course for high schools, claiming it violates state law and calling it historically inaccurate. In a letter to the College Board that oversees AP programs, the Florida Department of Education rejects the teachings over concerns that the lessons run contrary to state law and significantly lack educational value. Attorney Mutaki Akbar, president of the NAACP Tallahassee branch, says it's unfortunate to see the governor take this step. Is value in education, no matter what that education is, and so to carve out the value of learning about African-Americans or the culture of African-Americans has no value, I think is a slap of the face and blatantly I think is racist. The coursework reportedly includes speeches by Malcolm X, the Black Panther Party's free breakfast and medical programs, and the history of Juneteenth. The education department has not named which law it contends the course is violating. This is Tremel Gomes. This is Mary Sherman for Public News Service, member and listener supported, heard on interesting radio stations and your favorite podcast platform. Find our eight trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.